Hey all, I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, actor, Christian, conversion therapy survivor, and super fun gay guy. And you are listening to Yes, Jesus. Hello, kings and queens and in-between sinner saints. I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another an annualized episode of Yes, Jesus! I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my Anal bestie. Oh, you took that line from me. I was going to use that as a my southward. Everybody uses your Anal. So don't worry, because here at Yes, Jesus, we believe... The years keep passing by, and it's time to stop and reflect on where we've been and where we're going. Yes, yes, Jesuits, it's time to do a little reflection, a retrospective, if you will, a best of album. But don't worry, we're going to get that out in a little bit right after we get to. Okay, I can't tell if this news is progress or not. It came to us through Religion News Service. Maybe. I'll read it and you tell me what you think. All right. Calvin University in Michigan is wholly owned by the Christian Reformed Church. The school has a confession of faith, one of those that they make faculty and students sign, and included in that confession is a clause that states the university regards sex outside of heterosexual marriage as sinful. Why are they always in our pants? They're always in our pants. (laughs) Well, you know what they say, the zipper is the gateway to heaven or hell. (laughs) But this isn't new. We know that. And we know lots of Christian colleges and universities have some statement like this. So here's where the news comes in. Apparently, there are professors at Calvin who believe that sex outside of heterosexual marriage is not sinful. The Calvin board has voted that faculty can dissent with the statement on this issue without punishment, like being fired. So, what do you think of this so far, Danny? It's a trap! (laughs) (laughs) You know bear trap if you see one. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you're not going to get fired. Let us know if you like gay sex. Go ahead. (laughs) Right, right, right. Let's get this in writing. No, no, no. Speak up. Speak up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. I'd be a little bit like, "Mm, it sounds sus to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Calvin has a reputation of being a little more affirming than most anti-LGBTQ colleges and universities. All right. I'm warming up. I'm warming up. (laughs) I'll tell you about my gay sex. (laughs) It allows a student group called the Sexuality and Gender Alliance to operate. So much more than Walsh University. Yeah, that's true. And last year, Calvin had an openly gay student body president. It's really just around Uh. sex and marriage. Calvin does not Uh. allow students to engage in premarital sex and made clear that it will still define marriage as between a man and a woman. They just want people really uptight for, for finals. That's what it is. They just want, they're like, we want, you know, maybe they own a massage company. Maybe they're like, we want everyone really tense. So everyone just like makes appointments at the massage. <laughs> it's a racket. <laughs> maybe they're not ready to let go of that, like debate in the debate team, you know, like is marriage between a man or a woman? Should it be allowed between two people of the same sex? Well, that was a great discussion. Let's hear it for the master debaters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's Azariah Southworth. Hello. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I would I would tread with caution, fam. Like, be easy there because it sounds a little sus to me. It sounds like they might be trying to just like you know do some mm-hmm. McCarthyism there and get some numbers and some names on the list. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little tricky, but I think again, I just say be an example of love. It's not it's talking about sex, not love. So just like love your love your other, love yeah. your partner. Yeah. And they're like, those people are in love, you know, as long as you're not like, you know, dry humping on the quad. If you if you if you don't frottage on the quad, I think they might. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't blow a wad on the quad, then you might be able to uh, get away with uh, maybe a little bit of hand holding. We'll see. We'll have to see. It's definitely something to pray for. Don't you think so, Azzy? Dare to dream. Something to pray for indeed. And Which we- brings us to the segue. Wow. Pra- oh, so smooth. <laughs> Of our prayer request and praise report moment. <laughs> uh, it's just a moment. Now, if you're having a very happy moment, if you're like, God is 
God is the tea moment. God has given it to me moment. If you're walking down the street having a moment and you want to have that moment with us, we mm-hmm. will hallelujah with you uh, in our praise report. But if you're having a heavy moment, if things just seem a little hard on your moment, if you're carrying a big sack of bricks moment and you need us to help lift it, then come here and give us a prayer request and we'll help you with that as well. We'll, ha- we'll pray. And so will our listeners. We'll all pray for you together because prayer works. As a, we're going right into this, we have a prayer request. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is one we got to pray for. It's simple. It's short. It's from Lana. It just says, prayers for peace and patience. Now, peace and patience, I'll take more of that any day, right, Azzy? <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Honey, I'll take peace and patience. Patience. I'll take patience. Peace and patience. I'll take that in my workplace. I'll take peace and patience in my love life. I'll take peace and patience in my family life. I'll mm-hmm. take peace and patience in my daily life. We need it. We need more of it. Find your peace. Try to stay strong in your patience. Uh, These are things that are very difficult. And this is why it's Lana sending us a prayer request. So we're going to pray that everyone, everyone listening today, especially Lana, uh, can have a little extra peace and a little more patience this week in your life. Yeah. It's not an expression, but you know how, uh, you know, they say, you know, be careful what you ask for. If you ask God for peace and patience, God is going to send you you know, moments of testing your peace and patience so that way you can expand it. So, you know, keep your awareness and mindfulness alert to that, to those moments. I know I do. Sometimes I'm in those moments and I realize that I'm like, oh, this is a test of my peace. This is a test of my patience. Not today, Satan. (laughs) Right. And I'm going to choose to walk that path right now. I have to actively choose to walk it so I can learn how to expand it. But, you know, you know, being human, you don't always get yeah. to recognize it and you don't always get that opportunity. So, but I, I, that hearing that before, you know, like God's going to test it. So just get ready. You know, that, that has helped me to raise my awareness and mindfulness to it. Most people who know me or know my comedy or whatever know that I have a loud, opinionated Italian mother. <laughs> uh, you know her as a mama Denise, <laughs> Noni Didi. Love. Known by many names. The Terror of Tiny Town. She's known by many names. And honestly, <laughs> and honestly, she almost lost her patience this week. She had her, she was putting on her eyelashes, and we were going to Thanksgiving and she wanted to look good for everybody. And she put them down somewhere and then couldn't find them. And I saw the string in the sweater like slowly unraveling. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she came out and she said, Satan's trying to get me, but I'm not gonna let it happen. <laughs> I'm opening up a new set of eyelashes. That's it. <laughs> and I watched her choose peace, uh-huh. over, you know, yeah. patience and peace over uh, losing it. Yeah. And, you know, then later on that day, she found her eyelashes. Oh, good. She just mis- she misplaced them, see? Yeah. But instead of letting it get to her, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was my lesson in peace and patience because I literally saw it like tick, tick, tick. I was like, this bomb's going to blow. Like, I've been around <laughs> this bomb before. And she was like, nope, not today. And good. made a choice. Aww. Sometimes peace and patience is a choice. And she know? looked fierce. She looked yeah, she good. Did. She turned it. She She's did. working on the new coastal grandma look. That's the new look. She's killing on, it. On the YouTubes and on the TikToks is the coastal grandma. She's working that coastal She's grandma. Killing it. Uh, but, you know, now she just wore the eyelashes. She rocked new eyelashes. I love that. Um, Azzy, we're going to get into our praise report, but I got to tell you something about today, this week's praise report. It's a little okay. different. Okay. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want to know what we're uh, hallelujahing about this week. Yeah. Like, what's on your hallelujah list? Because I have a few. One is that my mom didn't lose it. <laughs> I couldn't handle that on Thanksgiving. It's too much. But um, I've been working so hard and I've been traveling so hard. And it's just really nice to be home with family for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I decided to stay here all the way through Christmas. I'm kind of thinking it might be a little long. You know, because, like, you know, they say house guests are like fish. But after a few days, they both stink. Like, um, I... I'm I'm feeling the same way. You know, sometimes you're just like, oh, that's why I ran away from my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love them so much, but it's like you know, we're all like, oh, okay, there's that microaggression. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, um, I am grateful that I was able to. This is like an exciting thing. Secure Hamilton tickets for my niece. Mm, yeah, <laughs> was like a big thing. I was like, can I do this? And actually, it's monumental for me because I really instilled her love in musical theater and. This is the first musical she's going to see that she knows by heart before she saw right, it. Right, right, She knows every you know, line. And at, 10, at 10 years old, I think that's like a core memory, oh, you yeah. know, when you get to go see something. 
And then I called my other friend who is in the Broadway company, and he was like, um, I'm going to call. I just left the, you know, working with people on the tour, so I know who to call. Mm -hmm. And she's going to get to go backstage, too. So, hey, I mean, I'm going to hallelujah about that. I'm so excited. We're going tonight. So so excited. That should be really fun. It's my little hallelujah. Like, God is good. I did it with a couple of emails. (laughs) I love that. Um, Yeah. That's and the great. tickets still were not free because they do not give out free tickets to Hamilton. It's, we don't live in that world yet. Right. But I did get, like, the dopest seats, better than I could have got dealing with uh, the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco moment. Oh, that's such a praise report. I love that for you and your niece, especially I your know. niece. Knowing everything. I know. She's, like, she's, she's skipping around. She's so excited. And, and she can sing. I got her. Yes, and I got her Funko Pops of the characters, so she's going to take her backstage and get them autographed. Of course you did. Yeah, because, you know, Gungle of the Year. Gungle of the Year. What's your uh, hallelujah moment I, this week, Azzy? You know, my hallelujah moment, you know, when we went to Israel, um, I was Are you not still flying high from that? Because I am. I yeah, am flying absolutely. high from that trip, My mind so. is, I'm still in Israel in my mind. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm, I'm getting up, planning my trip to the train so I can go to Jerusalem again, you know, like, um, no, but like going to Jerusalem, I wasn't confident I was going to have a job to come back to, you know, like I, I I had issues with giving time off, you know, it went to HR, there was conversations and emails sent back and forth with, with HR. And I've never been in a situation like that with my job. And so I wasn't confident. And, um, and when I came back, I had a job and it was just yeah. a matter of, I got a verbal warning, <laughs> you know, but because of it was like okay, a, issue with scheduling record. and time off and, but, you know, uh, so I'm, that's definitely a praise report because that was going to be a lifestyle change. I, so it's, it's a praise report for me. It's, it's a praise for me. It's the praise for me. It's a hallelujah for you. <laughs> it's a hallelujah for me. <laughs> so th- I would say that. And, you know, I, I also um, want to put in a prayer request. I have a family member who's going through some health issues right now. They found a lump in their breast and it's getting mm. biopsied right now. So next week we should know. So hopefully I can come back to you um, in the coming weeks with a praise report that everything's clear. But that, that would be my prayer request as well. Oh, well, we definitely will uh, keep your family member in prayer. And uh, y'all will be right back with the scripture of the day. Here at Yes Jesus, we love inclusion in every part of life, awake or asleep. And you know what's really inclusive? Big Fig. They believe that everybody and everybody body deserves great sleep. As you know me, I've been a big fig model. I've been a big boy model and a spokesperson for quite some time right now. And Big Fig is the only mattress brand out there that is truly focused and in love with the plus size community and supporting bigger figures. We have conversations all the time about what it means to be a big person and what a bigger person would need to get a good night's sleep. And you know what? I know that five big bears can fit on a big fig. I've seen it at your <laughs> You've house. Seen it. At my, I had a holiday party with five giant bears like myself all sitting on that bed and it didn't move a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Each mattress does have comfort and support. It can hold up to 1,100 pounds and uses cooling technology and edge support. Oh yes, cooling. I don't want to be a sweaty sleeper. You know, the frame is made of steel and the box spring is made of solid wood. Not these like foldable up things that you could order online. A real strong like, they don't make them like they used to type quality (laughs) that really can support a bigger figure. It is a sturdy mattress and a comfy one at that. Big Fig offers 120 night trial. If you don't love it, you can return it, honey. Oh, but you're definitely going to love it. I know so, so much that I made a special link for Yas Jesus listeners. Just visit tinyurl.com slash Yas Jesus. That's Y-A-S-S Jesus to find inclusion, comfort, and support all night long on your big fake mattress. You just might get resurrected. And everybody, we're back with the scripture of of the the day. day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. It is food for your soul, as he ain't it. Feed me. Second Peter 3 8. <laughs> you always love to get fed a second Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two Peters. <laughs> All right. 
2 Peter 3.8. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. Uh, we were just talking about that uh, sitting around the Thanksgiving Day table, how um, the days go by long, but the years go by fast, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you're thinking of like good times and loved ones and whatever. And looking back here at Yes Jesus, it's it's time to take a look back on last year. We had quite a 2022. There were struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still stunned at what we were able to accomplish here at Yes Jesus Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And what really made it special is you, the listeners. You have helped us build a community. You have shared your prayers, your praise, your episode suggestions, your social media responses, your donations of buy me a coffee and monthly sponsorship. Yes, seriously. Thank you for making all of 2022 wonderful. We really couldn't do it without you. So let's take a little trip. Let's take a little vacation uh, down memory lane. Uh, We went back to find some of our favorite moments from the past year and... We just dug them up so you could enjoy them. (laughs) And if you hear something that tickles your little fancy, you should go back and listen to that full episode. We learned how hot Azariah was for a particular character on the Gospel Bill show. (laughs) 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 Nicodemus! Let's take a listen. Sheriff's Bill Deputy Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. He was my first daddy crush. You like Nicodemus? Oh my God, did I? I didn't like Nicodemus. I wanted Nicodemus. Like I he loved loves Jesus. He, he carries a gun. He wore leather. I mean, <laughs> he had a beard. It was everything that I wanted in a well, man. Tell me about Nicodemus. <laughs> well, Nicodemus was Nic- Nicodemus. Nicodemus was once a drunk of ill repute who was sobered up by Bill and reaffirmed as a born-again Christian. Won't he do it? And Nicodemus is easily swayed by various shysters, but Gospel Bill always brings him back to the straight and narrow. And Nicodemus was played by Ken Blount, who also often appeared in music videos during the show. He was a multifaceted performer. Mm -hmm. And can I just tell you, I met him one time. Because <laughs> you were literally blushing and glowing right now. <laughs> my, my, so my sister lived in Oklahoma and Gospel Bill was a pastor of a real church in Oklahoma City or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Dry Gulch is a real place that the church owns that you can go to and, and like, not drink. Have, you can go hang out and not drink. Yeah. And, and so Nicodemus was giving like the train ride or something at Dry Gulch. How many jobs do these people have? <laughs> and it was just like, mind-blowing for me that's and... weird that's like going to universal and then like batman actually being batman like when you get there like it's like not mm-hmm. you know well, well okay i ran into him in the restroom and he tapped his foot but nothing happened lies <laughs> lie. don't put the lie the devil on him uh <laughs> honestly i wouldn't put it past him because some of these shows are just bizarre but they're designed for kids so maybe that's just normal i mean i was watching pb herman so please <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <Betsy. laughs> I mean, thirsty in dry gulch. Somebody's thirsty in dry gulch. <laughs> Let's just say, if I was in dry gulch, it would no longer be dry. It would be called wet gulch. Oh my god! And then, oh, I love after that we heard from that listener too. Oh yes, yeah. That episode got a lot of attention, including from our listener D, who went to dry gulch for summer camp. Are you still hot for Nicodemus? Are you still hot for Nicodemus? Listen, when I watch every now and then, I do get on the YouTubes and I watch old clips of Gospel Bill every once in a while, honey. You are blowing uh, smoke up my wahoo. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, listen, this doesn't happen. Nicodemus is still. But D actually got it on at summer camp. D actually got it on at Dragon. And they called in and told us about that experience. So take a listen to this. Hi, Sinners and Saints. Just wanted to send in a brace report for queer friendship. Listening to this past week's episode, I was really glad you covered Gospel Bill because it took me back. In junior high, I went to church camp at Dry Gulch in Oklahoma, a Western-themed camp that prepared me for fetish nights at many gay bars. A friend and I kissed both of our firsts in the jail where Gospel Bill locked up the town's sinners. It was awkward, but then both of us started laughing, and two decades later, we still are. Two queer brothers who grew up in a Pentecostal mega church and have seen each other through all the heartbreaks and all the joys and all the conversion therapy attempts and all the moves to the big city and all that. Though we didn't keep kissing, 
We did lip sync for our youth group as Whitney and Mariah to When You Believe as Prince of Egypt played behind us. All that to say, queers have always found ways to survive. And I'm thankful for Yas Jesus because you've been a big part of my return to the faith and survival during this day and pandemic. Thanks, folks. Oh, Dee, oh that's God. so awesome. You sound like me and Azzy if we would have known each other when we were younger. <laughs> that is so cool. Wow. I love that so much. You kissed in the sinner's jail. <laughs> I mean, uh, just adorable. And I really think that movie that he mentioned with Mariah Carey, and it was every gay church boy's just like ultimate soundtrack. I wonder, we need to do a survey on that. Yeah, D, if you have video of that, or even just the audio of you guys singing that song, we would love to hear it. Thank you so much for that message. <laughs> That's true. I do feel like, um, Azzy, we might uh, have smooched if we met at Dry Gulch Camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have happened. <laughs> D, it's so funny. That always tickles me. I think about that now and again. Can you imagine, like, two, like, uh, closeted little queer ba- queer babies, like, sneaking a kiss in a dry gulch jail? And then, like, years later, like, I'm literally thinking about it, like, when I'm driving, like, on the road. Like, I'm, you know, going to, like, a gig, like, in the Rocky Mountains, and I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm, like, so <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre to me. This whole Yash Jesus thing has really just opened up this world that we could see in the community that there were so many other little ones like us. Yeah. And it's like, I think that that is like, that's one of the things that sticks out to me of the whole show mm-hmm. um, is that moment. The, the fact that I watched that religiously growing up as a kid and so did you and so did these people and all this other stuff. Like, But that that happened at a summer camp there and they're still friends mm-hmm. and supported each other through all of that. It's like the best friend you always dreamed of. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's so true. It's like beaches, like beaches. <laughs> but I, listen to me, kissing in a sinner's jail, that's still on my to-do list for 2023. I've got to figure that out. <laughs> well, Dry Gulch is still around. We can make that happen. <laughs> but looking back, you know what we talked a lot about in 2022? Conversion therapy. We were going to do one episode about it, talking about our own experiences with it and why it is so persistent even after so many people have worked so hard on exposing it. We even got into the film Pray Away, which pulled back the curtain on who was running these programs. But like conversion therapy, it kept coming up over and over again. We saw a TikTok of my friend Matthew Scott Montgomery share his own conversion experience while working at Disney. Mm -hmm. And then Dusty Ray Bottoms appeared in a film called Conversion, which told the story of several conversion therapy survivors. Yeah, and it's only appropriate that we keep talking about it until this harmful, dangerous practice is completely banned and eliminated from the realm of possibility. You know, and as you know, both Azzy and I have survived conversion therapy. And one of the reasons we do Yes, Jesus is to keep this conversation going. So here's some of our conversations about conversion therapy. All right. This comes from Jeremiah 23, 16. <laughs> Thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. Mm-hmm. They're deluding How you. How are you listening? They're deluding you. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Amen. Read it again, Isaac. I need it again. (laughs) This time for Mallory in the back. (laughs) 23, 16. Are you listening, Mallory? Thus, says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you. They're deluding you. They speak Visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. This is how conversion therapy works. Now, we've talked on our show a bunch of times about our personal histories with conversion therapy. But are you aware that it is still happening? It's everywhere in your local neighborhood. Look it up. Danny found three of them. And I googled it. So at one time, it was the largest ex-gay program in the world, Exodus International. And during its heydays in the 1990s, when when my mom got the brochure from my aunt to give to me, Exodus International had offices on five continents. In 2006, Exodus International had over 250 local ministries in North America and over 150 ministries in 17 other countries. truly was a global movement to try to suppress Mm -hmm. the way God made you. Exodus wasn't the only ex-gay organization, though. 
there's a live-in program called Love in Action, which is even older, and it started in the 70s. Courage was a Catholic-specific organization which focused on celibacy and denying you using the label of gay to describe yourself. And of course, these had connections with the religious right and the moral majority and all those folks who used to push marriage amendment bans and all of that gross, oppressive, lame stuff. It's an incestuous world, which is ironic, isn't it? I mean, isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? I do remember uh, young and Matthew Scott Montgomery, and like, I had no idea. Like, when we, when, when our listeners hear your stories today, it's like it's it's gonna be wild because I had no idea this was going on, and I was your friend while this was going on. Um, as he, yeah, um, it's you, you have to see like uh, this. TikTok video. I know you saw it. Um, it shows you in some of your pretty iconic Disney Channel roles with a voiceover on the TikTok that tells us the whole time that you were acting in these iconic roles, you were going to conversion therapy programs. It's yeah. such a powerful video. What made you want to break that silence now, Matthew Scott? Well, it's something that, you know, I, I kind of shoved it down for so long because it's frankly, it felt it felt very embarrassing. You know what I mean? So it's like not something that like I talked about a whole lot. And, you know, honestly, what it was, was David Archuleta posted this thing um, on his Instagram uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago about him being very, it was like an, it was like a, it was an Instagram live and it was just a very frank, honest, kind of devastating um, an incredible and beautiful, um, like hour long venting session he had just talking about his sexuality. And there was so much that he said that I identified with, and, you know, he comes from the Mormon church and dealing, you know, dealing with that there. And it, re it reminded me a lot of myself and my situation. And I, I reposted it on my Instagram story. And I just felt very led in the moment to like have a little caption on the, on my Instagram post. It said like, you know, as a survivor of conversion therapy, I identify with so much this, please watch what David has to say. And then I got this kind of influx of responses of very close friends of mine and people who were like, I didn't know you did that. When did you do that? And I just felt so led to post it. It was this thing where it's like, you know, I do feel like, you know, when God speaks to you or you, you know, something's right or something's not right. It was just like this kind of like light went off where I was like, I I should share this. I, I want to share this. And so I had this idea of I tr I found my old reel as an actor. You have like reels of like all your footage. Right, yeah. So if you're like when you're auditioning, your agents like send out the reel so people can be like, oh, he can play that. He can play that. He could be good for this part. And I was like, I wonder how my old reel from Disney Channel. And I found it and I just posted it and just did a voiceover on it. It's showing like some really ridiculous. I did a lot of really silly, stupid stuff on Disney Channel. <laughs> so it's like me, like in wigs and rolling around in front of a live audience while I'm sharing. What do people approach you about? Like, what are some of the? <laughs> oh, um, I played this like Australian supermodel um, on Disney Channel for a while. That like I do a lot of cameos doing that voice, really over the top <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, it's Disney, so it's like. Yeah. But part of the reason why I wanted to share my story was that like. You think you know, but you have no idea, right? So it's like all this like silly stuff that you see on the surface and behind the scenes, you don't you don't know what's happening, you know. And that was something that happened. You know, I was in it for almost uh, I was in for about two years. I was in conversion therapy, and so every day that I had off, and Disney works you very hard. I had a great experience with Disney. It was not Disney who made me go to conversion therapy. It was Disney had nothing to do with it. Disney was really always lovely to me and extremely supportive of me. And I had a, an incredibly positive experience and hope to work with them again. But every day that I had off, which was either Sunday or Monday, depending on what my schedule was, they were, I worked almost every day for about two years on Disney, which was fantastic. And the days that I had off, I was in Encino going to reparative therapy. Um, yeah, yeah. So Another way start? to say conversion therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Tell us more about your new film, Conversion. Yeah, I've been working on this documentary about conversion therapy for the past four years with Chronicle Cinema. Um, it is a deep look into the practices of conversion therapy. It follows five different survivors from all over the country and Canada. And we've been accepted into a few film festivals and we're going to have our big release sometime this summer. There has been a film released about conversion therapy before, 
And it really centered more on the leaders. And this one, like you said, centers around the stories of the survivors, which I think is really what needs to be told here and the harm they went through. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So the director of conversion, Zach Miners, he had found out that one of his childhood friends was about to start seeing his old conversion therapist. And it just so happened that it was the right time, uh, the same time that the episode of Drag Race aired where I spoke about my experiences with conversion therapy. It was also the first time that Zach had ever heard another survivor share their story. So Zach decided that he need to make a PSA and try to help get his story out and to help other people like his friend. And that five minute PSA grew into a feature length documentary featuring five survivors from across the USA and Canada. And amplifying those voices of the survivor was always the main objective of the team behind the conversion to show people that they aren't alone and to offer them a hope and a way out and a call to action to try to save those and others who may be going through it or about to go through conversion. You know what else we did? We provided practical advice. We started getting messages from listeners with suggestions for episode ideas, and a lot of them were explorations on forming a chosen family, making your church welcoming, and building up allies. A few months ago, we did an episode on chosen family, and it talks about the importance of chosen family and the logical family and how powerful and healing it is, especially when your bio family doesn't really get it. Yeah, we talked about the fact that Jesus had a chosen family, his disciples, 12 men, and we don't know how many women who followed him, but they ate together, talked together, and they lived together. Yeah, and our episode inspired one listener to write in with a request. He says, my name is Eric, and I am a gay life coach who helps other gay men free themselves from church shame. Just listen to the podcast of Yas Jesus about chosen family, and it was a great episode, and I plan on including it in my curriculum. Curious if you would be interested in producing a part two that shows some ways in how people can find a chosen community. I have many clients in unaccepting communities, many of them closeted, who crave community. This episode affirms that they are not alone, but I would love to provide for them tangible ways of finding a new community. Thank you so much for what you do. Best, Eric. Wow. Well, it's so cool. Somebody's using us in a curriculum as we, they didn't know my high school GPA. Lord, I better put a watch over my tongue, Jesus. A watch over your tongue? <laughs> yeah, just like put, you know, just like be mindful of the words that you say is basically oh, not like, like a literal watch clock your watch, but yeah, watch your tongue. Did you take it literal but, yes. when you were a kid? Did you think somebody like probably like a swatch? I took everything yeah, literally. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> can you imagine me with the watch on my tongue? You're like well, the Amelia Bedelia of Indiana. <laughs> Go fly your kite as he is out flying a kite. <laughs> Literally. Well, Eric, we are here for you. And so is Grindr. Uh, that's sometimes that's that's where you can find chosen family, but also finding chosen family and things that you love, such as volunteering for a local organization is a great way. But we sat I love on actually this. Volunt- for- I actually love uh, volunteermatch.com where you type in all of like your skill sets and things that you would like to participate in. And then when when there's a need for someone with your skill set, they send you an email. So that's a nice resource. Ah, I never heard of that. That's oh, a great one. It. Well, we sat on this for a couple months, but we are now ready to roll with uh, how to find and form a chosen family. Now, remember, y'all, the, the purpose of a chosen family is to provide love and support. So you want to find people who compliment you and build you up, make you feel like you're a better person. You know, show me who your friends are. I'll show you who you are. Yeah. Find yourself a Danny. You can't really control the family you're born into, but you can be very intentional about who you surround yourself with in your chosen family. Make your church welcoming. I think sometimes we just throw up our hands and we say, well, it's not a welcoming place. Nothing I can do. And then there's just actually something we can do. We can find those barriers to welcome and, and, and find participation and we can work to bring them down. And straight allies in non-affirming churches, you might be asking, well, how can I do that? You know those little church brooches that women, mostly women wear? I'm wearing one right now that says pray. Wear a rainbow one. Might be a good signaler, signal, signal mm-hmm. to, you know, someone who's in your church that needs to see that. Yeah, and say, ooh, maybe I do belong. That's one way. So, it doesn't happen overnight. But there is a process to making sure your church is welcoming and that everyone knows what welcoming really means. 
First, you do not have to do it alone. Find some other allies in the congregation who can work with you and support you. Spend some time in one-on-one conversations to learn who else wishes that your church could be more welcoming. There are probably more allies than you think. We need as much allyship and support as we can get. And you are an ally. So let's make you the best ally you can be. Yeah, go out and get him, kiddo. We're going to give you some great everyday practical tips on how to be a good ally to the LGBTQ community. You could use these tips at home, at work, in a church, at the freaking grocery store, or in front of a state legislative hearing. Okay, okay. Give me just the tip. Okay. Here's your first tip. Listen. That's right. Listen to LGBTQ people. Now, This seems super basic, and I'm not talking about, like, pumpkin spice latte basic. I'm talking about easy. It seems easy to do, something you should already be doing, and it is. But you'll be amazed at how many people don't really take the time to listen to us. Speaking of allies, there's a special kind of ally that we got to talk about this year. Roar, the mama bear. Mm, Uh, We start talking about the history of PFLAG. It got its start in a church, y'all. And about the new documentary, Mama Bears, entitled Mama Bears. I love (laughs) defining a mama bear. And it starts with, I think, having skin in the game. And that's when you have a gay child and you find out what laws affects families like yours and you're accountable to what you learn about your child, about the community at large, and you fight and you do whatever you have to do to make your home safe, your community safe and the world around us. And you're suddenly aware of everything that affects your child and your family and your friends and family that are part of the community. That's a mama bear fierce. Well, for me, mama bears are just allies. They're advocates. They are ferocious protectors of the LGBTQ community. So even the ones that don't have skin in the game, the ones who just understand that it's important to step up and stand up for people's rights. They are out there fighting every day. Yeah. We need to make up an acronym for mama bears or bears. No, mama bears. I'll figure it out. I'll get back to you on that Mm. one. I mean, we're all about adding extra letters to the LGBTQIA+. We can put MB on there. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm already working on the acronym. I'm like, mamas against. (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to, like, figure it out. We'll have to mill that around, and I'll throw you some ideas because I love that kind of stuff. I love what it is that you do. Um, So when did the the term first come to you about mama bears? Like, when did you decide to make a film? Um, I read about Kimberly and Kai's fight for Kai to use the girls' bathroom in Pearland, Texas, in 2017. And Kimberly mentioned that she'd found the strength and the support to take the journey from Tea Party Republican to LGBTQ activist through the support of the Mama Bears. And she said there were 2,000 moms in these private Facebook groups. And that was it. I was very intrigued. I thought that the women who were in these groups were heroic because I think at this point, the group has grown to encompass many, many different kinds of moms, but it started as a support group for conservative Christian moms. And so to go from being um, somebody like Kimberly who you know voted a straight Republican ticket to somebody who's out here protesting, marching and fighting for trans rights is a hell of a journey. And I was impressed. And that's how it started. I just was like, who are these women? Let me find out. So this isn't just a documentary that you've made. This is a network that exists. And it sounds like it exists online through Facebook and and whatnot. So for those mama bears who are hibernating, how how can they uh, join these groups and and get connected to this network of other mama bears? The group uh, for... And I'd like you to know that I joined the group when there were 250 moms in the group. It is a private online Facebook group for moms with LGBTQ plus kids. And Liz Dyer is the founder, facilitator of the group. And she is a powerhouse of a woman. She manages the group so well that it's such a wellspring of support and resources. And it is a private online Facebook group. So everything you share that you you can pour out all your fears and anxiety about your children or how they might be treated. uh, So you're not having to put that on your child. 
And it, I believe that if I'd have found the group prior, I could have saved my family so much. But it is a private online Facebook group. I bet they're near 40,000 moms now. And Liz Dyer has subgroups for moms with transgender children. And they offer such support to the community that it's a truly is a wellspring of resources. And you can find it online. Uh, she has a website that's a public website called Serendipity Duda, and we can send you the link to that. And then it will have a link on there for the private online Facebook group. We also have uh, my organization nonprofit is Free Mom Hugs, and we have a link to the Mama Bears group there as well. That's the other reason is that my um, stepson's mother is evangelical. Well, she's not evangelical, but she's very conservative Christian. And so I'd seen firsthand some of the damage that can happen when you're not accepted by your parents, you know? So watching what he went through and then having that conversation with my friend and then just, you know, growing up in uh, this country and seeing the legislation that was being passed and that the ways in which people were treating people and the hate crimes that were happening and have happened and always happen, you know? And I thought if I can make a movie that can one, help the LGBTQ Christian community, help their mothers and their fathers, right? Help parents who are struggling and, and, and provoke dialogue between the communities that need to be talking, need, desperately, desperately need to be talking to each other, then why not, right? Plus, you know, I just like to make movies about badasses. <laughs> well, you yes. definitely picked the right one for sure. It's a, you both are badasses to me. I swear. Yeah. Um, we're so. Uh, and you know, it takes to- one to know one. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we had a lot of fun playing with some innuendo, looking at some of the sexy stories in the Bible. Nothing's hotter than the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah chapter six, verse seven. Now that. This has touched your lips. Your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. What does that mean? What touched my lips? Did it leave a residue? (laughs) It did, Danny. It's still there. (laughs) Well, that verse was just a tease. It leaves just a little touch on the lips, leaving you wanting more and more and more. You know, maybe just a drop was left on my lips. I don't know. Do you need more? It's like, it's I want to like know. It touched, it touched your lips for the very first time. And you opened mm-hmm. your lips up to declare God's praise, obviously. But then it got pulled away. But don't you worry. It will be back on your lips, in your mouth, and in your big, big heart. Well, listeners, have we teased you enough? Huh? <laughs> well, fadies and gentle thems, it's time to get into the gospel of the show. The time where we stop lightly touching our lips and we just open up and plow right in. Mm, with the gospel, of course. In Judges 4.22, then as Barak came in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to meet him and said to him, Come and I will show you the man whom you are seeking. So he went into her tent and there was Sisera lying dead with a tent peg in his temple. I think Barack walked in all shocked at the scene. I mean, there's a guy laying there with a stent peg through his head. And I think Deborah walked in, looked around with a set-aside smile, and, you know, just gave that knowing nod to jail. Lady Boss recognizes Lady Boss. hmm okay. So I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that there wasn't any, like, man-on-man action in the battlefield, though. <laughs> but I could catch a few sapphic vibes between Deborah and jail, maybe. Maybe they were making eyes at each other while Barack was trying to figure out what the hell happened. She's like, that's right, Lady Boss. So that's why Deborah and Jail are lady bosses. Aha! We also had a few major, like totally major moments. Like first was our time at RuPaul's DragCon in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. While we were there, we collected prayers and meditations from all your fave drag queens. During the fall, we've been rolling out these drag queen prayers to kick off our prayer segments. Let's hear a few of our faves. I just want to offer a little blessing to all the beautiful, beautiful queer youth out there right now. And I want you to remember that who you want to be as a child is who you are. And you can always, always come back and do that inner child work again, no matter how old you get, baby. 
You know, I think sometimes in life we all get caught up with thinking about how people have wronged us and and holding that emotion into ourselves. And I've had to learn very personally in very recent times that that affects you more than it does anyone else. So what you've got to do is kiss it, bless it, and release it. You've got to give it up to the Lord and get it off of your chest so that you can continue to function without holding that bitterness. Today's prayer is for you and only you, you gay people out there. Let me tell you something, life is tough and will always be tough, but my advice to you is to not give a flying fuck about what anyone thinks. You know why? That's how I won Canada's Drag Race, because I don't care. I only care about what I think about myself because I love myself and you should love yourself too. Love you. What's my name? Priyanka. And this is my prayer for the LGBTQIA plus community. I was raised a very religious little boy, but what I learned is most important in life are these three things. Love yourself, live your truth, and you're never too old or young to dream. And listen, because I grew up in such a religious culture, I know that sometimes it takes people a little extra time to understand your perspective, to come around and to see from a different point of view. So be patient with the people you love and then you can expect them to be patient with you. But don't compromise who you are and love yourself forever. I would love to say to people who have grown Christianity and everything, growing up in a family where we were seven-day Adventist and Christian, my parents never, never forced us to do anything and our spirituality was always our own and so I don't know when it gets me really upset actually when I see or when I hear these people quote the Bible and these quotes are not there like there's nothing about being gay you're not allowed to be gay there's nothing about any of that and now that I'm older I'm just like going back and kind of reading it and and I'm like what's going on why are we picking and choosing how to live our lives just let us live our lives why are we such a problem for straight people and now that I'm older, it's like, I don't know, just this explosion went off in my mind and I'm living my own life and I want to live it to the fullest. And so what I say to you guys is stay strong. You have to stay strong to make it through this. We are the strongest people and no one gets that and they're going to get it. I love you. Hello, my loves. This is me giving you a good old blessing and a prayer. Do you know what? You need to realize that you are enough and enough is better than nothing. And, you know, we all come from somewhere. We all start from somewhere. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's a bit of everything and everything in between. But you know what? There is light at the end of every single tunnel. So just keep looking for it and you'll get there at some point. And you know what? Whether you're going to be a total gorgeous person or a total slag, each of it, is amazing so with you i'm sending you kisses and if your dad is listening to this i'm sending him a good old sloppy blowy love ya we also finally went global we used danny's gig at the tel aviv international film festival to spend time in the holy land and to walk where jesus walked Yes, we did. We watched queer films, Mm -hmm. and we talked to the filmmakers behind the documentary Wonderfully Made. Uh, We also got to learn what it's like for a queer rabbinical student in Jerusalem um, and went and interviewed him in his yeshiva. We even went to an amazing, tiny, little baby gay bar called Video in Jerusalem. We went to Jesus' hometown gay bar. On David and Jonathan's night. We also visited Palestine and spent a lot of time talking to locals. Let's hear a few highlights from the trip, which just wrapped up a few weeks ago. Now, Nick offered to take us to one gay bar, okay, called Video in Jerusalem, okay? So, now, I have to explain this. There was another bar next to it called Cassette, and I believe there was another one even after that, and they all had outdoor tables, so it felt like a a corner uh, down a block um, in Jerusalem that was gay-friendly. So, those other places weren't gay that are outside and larger, Um, Those were queer friendly and mixed and lots of people sat outside there uh, chilling and hanging, but video itself was so tiny yes it really was it was like going it was like a secret little club and yeah, you're like, like the you're going size of like a living room <laughs> it really was it was super cute and and it had a little dance floor and a little tiny bar and then a little patio area and a bunch of gay memorabilia in a case you know 
Well, Azzy and I, we get there, okay? Um, we get to the bar, and they tell us this. They say, uh, tonight is a very special night. We only do it once in a while. It's David and Jonathan night. Can you believe? They tell us, <laughs> us, the host of Yash Jesus, that we happen to arrive in the gay bar in Jesus' neighborhood. And it was David and Jonathan night. And I thought I was the only religious trade. No, honey, <laughs> it was all filled. I have to tell y'all, like, we went to some incredible places when we were there. We went to the place where they washed Jesus's body. We went to uh, places where, where Jesus's tomb. We went to places where he walked, stations of the cross. Um, amazing things that we saw while we were there. Mm -hmm. And nothing moved me as much as being in the tiny gay bar in Jesus's neighborhood wearing a pride flag yarmulke that was lent, lent to me by the bartender who knew me who knew me from my queer work it, as a queer artist and then they started playing britney and i looked at azzy from across the room and i was bawling i was like i was like azzy i really have to hold this shit together right now because there literally was nothing nothing in my life that was more affirming than that it felt incredible. It was exactly what I needed. God is a DJ. Life is a dance floor. Like, I was feeling it. And I was waiting for it all day, Azzy. Like, we went to the Wailing Wall, and we went to all these places, and I was waiting to be moved. I was waiting to hear him and to have him speak to me. And nothing spoke to me. Like, you know, when they're playing like God Goes Born This Way, and we're sitting in David and Jonathan Knight for religious gaze. All in all, it was an amazing 2022 for the Yas Jesus Pod. Now, of course, we have some great stuff planned for 2023. So let's all make 2023 a blessing. Yes. And with that said, for your tithe, love offering, charity, act of good, you can help us keep going with your love and support. You've heard us say it, but for the price of a cup of coffee, you can support this podcast. Or become a monthly sponsor. And if you don't have cash, that's fine, honey. I know what that's like. Just do this. There's a share button. Share this pod with a friend. There's also a review that you can leave us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That helps us keep this community alive and going. Yeah, you know, we could have followers, but if you have followers and they're not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. Amazing moment in community was when we had uh, one listener offer another listener a haircut. Or when someone calls in and says, hey, I heard that you're looking for an affirming church in this area. We have an affirming church. And we've sent messages through our listeners to each other. Be a part of that community. Reach out to us. We just want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence. Let us know your needs. And we also want to spread love to queer Christian music and artists, too. That's so much fun. If you're a queer Christian musician and you want us to play one of your songs, send it to us in an email at contact at yashjesuspod.com with a link where we can find an MP3 file of the song that you want us to consider. Uh, now, y'all, it's time for us to get to the closing prayer. And we got a great prayer from a listener. Thank you, Joseph, for submitting an audio prayer. This was longer than the prayer and praise that we have at the opening of our episode, so it seemed better to use it to kick off our 2022 year in review episode. Now, without further ado, here's Joseph's opening us in prayer. Dear God, we love you. Dear Jesus, we love you. Dear Holy Spirit, we love you. And dear God, we thank you in all three of your persons for loving us, for carrying us, for keeping us, and for allowing us to see this new day of life. Dear Lord, thank you for health and for strength. Dear Lord, thank you for food, for clothing, and for shelter. Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us in our right mind. Thank you for being a faithful God. Thank you for being a God that is faithful to us even when we are not faithful to you. Thank you for being a God that holds on to our hand even when we let go of yours. Thank you for being a God that is always committed to relationship with us, your children. Thank you for being a God that always stands with your arms stretched out wide. Thank you for being a God that always takes us back even when we stray and when we turn from you and when we turn from our relationship. 
Thank you for being a God that always says, I still want you. I still have purpose for you. I still have a call for you. Thank you for being a God that saw fit to manifest yourself and to show yourself and to express yourself in us, through us, with us, and as us, as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer questioning, intersex, asexual, pansexual, plus, 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 plus children of God. And God, we just come in this moment and God, we just proclaim that dear God, today is a good day. Today is a good and a right and a perfect gift. Today is truly the present. Because God, this day is the day that you have made. Therefore, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Lord, please forgive us of our sins. Jesus, please wash us in your blood. Because Jesus, it is only through your blood that we can be born again, that we can be saved. And Jesus, your blood is the only thing that we want for the job. Lord, watch over our family. Lord, watch over our friends. Lord, watch over our LGBTQ plus community. And Lord, watch over us in our individual lives. Lord, for every prayer concern that was lifted throughout this episode, God, let every petitioner know that you have already perfected everything that concerneth them. And for every praise report that was lifted throughout this episode, we say hallelujah that you are still showing yourself strong as God Almighty. Lord, we thank you for the Yes Jesus podcast. We thank you for the call that you put on Danny and Azariah's life to create this space to where we could come as queer evangelicals to say we are here, we are Christian, we are holy, we love Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ loves and accepts us as we are, and there is nothing that anybody can do about it. God, we ask that you continue to bless this podcast. God, we ask that you continue to bless the movement that this podcast is a part of and represents and plays a part in. Help us to go from strength to strength and take your light into every dark place, every dark place of homophobia, every dark place of biphobia, every dark place of transphobia, every dark place of queer antagonism, every dark place of racism and anti-blackness, every dark place of sexism and misogyny. Let us go into every highway and byway and proclaim your liberating and radically inclusive truth, God. All this I pray. In your sweet and precious name, Jesus. Because Jesus, your name, means so much to me, us. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Now, I invite you to take part in a little affirmation. Wrap your arms around yourself. State your name and then tell yourself to have a good day and that I love you very, 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 very much. So like this, have a good day, Joseph, and know that I love you very, 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 very much. And I just want to close out with this affirmation and you can repeat after me. Show me how good it can get today, God. Show me how good it can get today, God. Show me how good it can get today, God. Amen, 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 and amen. Be blessed and I love you.
Oh, I just know we found our residential intercessor, like our in-house <laughs> yes, Jesus intercessor. You need a you need to call the they... prayers line support. We got Joseph <laughs> standing by. <laughs> we have Joseph Reeves on the line. We need honey, Joseph Reeves. Honey. Oh. Um, Joseph, thank you so much. Uh, for setting the tone for that, you got me rebel roused. I started thinking about all the dark places I need to get up in, and like she just like down principalities. Like, you know, because honestly, we need to know this kind of thing. We need to. Uh, in that prayer, I was feeling the Candace Cameron Burr of it all. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Candace Cameron mm-hmm. Beret of it all. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. listen to me. You say you want our bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, you want our bathrooms, you're giving us a hard time about where we got to go pee. Mm-hmm. You're telling us that we can't have our love. Oh, we can't ha- we can't sit there and be married in front of we can't I can't be a teacher and be married. I can't be um, out and be married. I can't uh, at my workplace be comfortable with a picture of my family on my desk. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that you don't want me to be able to have a safe space, that you don't think I should have these spaces, that bricks should be thrown at my spaces, that bullets should be flo- flown inside my spaces. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me that I can't, um, have a, I can't eat cake. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you don't want me to have your cake. I can't eat. Mm-hmm. You're telling me I can't eat. Okay, I can't eat here. I can't drink here. Like, I can't find sustenance in this place. I can't bless my love in this place. Mm-hmm. You're the Catholic Church. You're telling me I can't get married in your place of worship. You're saying that God doesn't have a place in his house for me. Mm-hmm. You're telling me I don't belong in your in God's house. Mm-hmm. You, who, who are you to God God's house for me? Mm-hmm. Okay? And now you're trying to tell me that I can't have your God? Well, that's where I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. You could take, you could take, you say I can't have, uh, uh, kids or a bathroom or love or this or that and you take it all away from me at the end of the day when I have nothing I have God and I will not let you take that away from me period period Joseph was wielding a sword in that prayer and that sword was you know Jesus said I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. And I felt like that's what Joseph was doing with that prayer against all of the mistruths. And like you're saying, Danny, all of those mistruths and misperceptions that create a hostile and antichrist environment for God's children. And with that prayer, you could just feel Joseph just wielding that sword of love and just tearing it down my God. But it is a reminder. Uh, again, we, can, we, can, we can't have our bathrooms. We can't have our kids. We can't have a picture on our desk at work. We can't be out at work. We can't be a teacher and say we have a spouse. We can't be a student and no. say that our parents are, are, are both gay. We can't no. um, uh, be in this place of worship. We can't have a safe space mm-hmm. in our colleges. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. You cannot take away our God. It can't happen. God's not, that's not your decision to make. You are not the gatekeeper of God. Come on. And we have to, we have to have the gratitude for God because God is what makes it right. God is what makes things centered in your life. You're going to take somebody who feels so off kilter, like a planet thrown out of its orbit, orbited solar system. And you're going to say the one thing that gives it its turn of access, I'm going to take away its sun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take away the thing that, gra- that it gravitates around. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, they're decentering. Um, a community of people yeah. from their from their their core sense of power and yeah. Joseph, thank you so much for reminding us every day that God is the gift that is the gift. Yeah, we come into alignment with Joseph and we say, not in our house, not in this world, not not with God's children. And and God's given a lot of people gifts, like uh, uh, God gave Joseph to be able to speak in that way and to say a prayer in that way, in an amazing way and. No matter how you feel, your level of communication is to God. If you have a question and you want to record it, or if you have a prayer and you want to record it, or you have a feeling or sentiment or anything, record it. Send it to us, um, and let's put it on the air here And uh, because that's what this is for. We want to amplify your messages and be with this community. God, we pray. We pray that we could stay um, in the strength of Joseph's prayer all week. We want to pray for the faculty at Calvin University in Michigan, especially for the uh, faculty who are free to dissent from anti-LGBTQ policies. Now is their opportunity. Let the Holy Spirit give them the words to say. We pray for peace and patience along with Lana, but honestly for all of us in this time. Yes. And we give thanks that Danny gets to take his niece 
to her favorite <laughs> yes. musical, Third Row Orchestra Seats. Amen, Lord. See Hamilton. Yes. May they have a time together where they get to create core memories and just laugh and share the love. And uh, we pray for my family member who is going through their own health issues. You know, we pray that you bless them and that that report comes back clean. And we give you thanks Amen, for yes. Joseph and for our listeners and for this past year, for Meredith, for Ross, for Chris, for everyone who has made Yas Jesus possible this year. We give you thanks and praise for that. And we want to thank all of you, especially for listening. Yes. Thank you so much uh, for listening uh, to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. If you like the show, please make a donation through the Buy Us a Coffee button. Uh, it's right on our webpage. It's really easy. Um, or you can become a monthly sponsor. We'd be eternally grateful. You can find the link to do both in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, please leave us a review or share us with a friend. Let's spread the word. Um, doing so always helps us reach new people and keep the show running. Yes, please. You can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website, just like Joseph, yesjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line and send us recording on yesjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a Nicodemus is so hot. That was awesome. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and... Oh, Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Pauley. We'll be streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't you ever forget this. God loves you just as you are. Keep praising the Lord, y'all.